Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Hello and welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and on today's episode, it's just going to be me. If you listened to my intro episode, you heard me briefly talk about the bubble I feel I grew up in growing up in the south suburbs of Kansas City and how over the last several years, I've tried to pop that bubble, you know, with the help of starting my Kansas City Instagram and really going out and encouraging myself to explore uncharted territory and places that uh, I've never been before and I thought it would be fun to share with all of you all of the new places that I'm trying. I have a personal goal of trying one new thing or place a week. Sometimes I'm able to accomplish more and sometimes I can't quite squeeze squeeze it into my schedule but there is the overall goal of one new experience a week. And they don't always have to be new to Kansas City. They could just be new to me. Places I've never been before, restaurants I've never tried, or just overall experiences that I haven't done. So without further ado, welcome to the new segment called What's the TKC? This will be a bi-weekly segment where I discuss all the new experiences I've had over the last couple of weeks. And this week, I'm going to talk about my visit to the Negro League Baseball Museum. I know this might sound kind of funny, but being in my late 20s, I had never actually been to this museum before. I just went a couple weeks ago with Dan, and it has been on my bucket list for almost as long as I can remember, and I'm so happy that I finally went. When talking to most of my peers and folks from Kansas City, a lot of people have told me that they went on school field trips growing up, went with their families when they were younger, and I must have missed that day at school because I had never been. And like I said, it's, it's been something that I've wanted to do for for a really long time. And I'm so, so happy that I finally went. And I wanted to share some of the really cool, just some of the really cool things that I learned during my visit. Uh, first and foremost, it is absolutely shocking to know that this museum in Kansas City is the only museum in the world that is dedicated to preserving the amazing and rich history of black baseball and the impact it's had on our country. And it's just one of those things that, especially while you're there and learning all these different cities that had teams in the Negro League, they don't have something similar in their own cities to commemorate the teams that were there and the history around this league, you know, everyone talks about how baseball is America's pastime. You know, that's sort of the tagline of baseball and you see it everywhere. It was so exciting to finally learn more about the Negro League and truly the impact it had, not just, you know, for black communities around the country, but also MLB as a whole and, you know, the eventual allowing black players to to play in MLB, of course, everyone knows Jackie Robinson and 
getting to learn more about him and his start on the Kansas City Monarchs and then eventually the continuation of his career in MLB was was really eye-opening you know just again really learning how important the Kansas City Monarchs were to and and still are to uh, the black community around Kansas City was was really amazing you know there's this part of the museum that talks about how black churches moved their Sunday services so that fans could attend Monarch games. And I just found that really fascinating. It just goes to show how important this team is and was to communities around around the city. You know, fans would go straight from church to watch the Monarchs play. So they would arrive in their church clothes and they're looking their Sunday best and this tradition actually eventually led to the NLBM to partner with the Royals in 2013 to recreate fans dressing in their Sunday best to watch the Royals play. You know, typically when you're going to Royals games, you're wearing you know, Kansas City t-shirts, Royals t-shirts, especially if you're going in the summer, you're probably wearing shorts, a hat. And they started this tradition for the Royals annual salute to the Negro League. And they asked fans dress to the nines to celebrate this cherished tradition. And I'd heard of, again, this this tradition that the Royals had done. And every year you see people post pictures. But getting to really learn the history of why they do that and why it's something so special to this city was really nice. And it's so great to learn more information about things that were slightly familiar or I had heard growing up or in passing, you know, even learning more about Buck O'Neill, hearing his name at Royals games with their Buck O'Neill seat and the honor of getting to sit in that seat. And during the game, they will flash to whoever is sitting in the seat and they get to wave. And I always thought, wow, that's really cool. And I wonder what that person did. But getting to learn more about Buck O'Neill and his impact he had on the city and his impact on the monarchs and even just his life in general with his presidential medal of freedom award and his beacon of life award lifetime achievement award and his induction into the baseball hall of fame there's so many other awards you know really getting to understand who he is and his importance to the city it just made me really appreciate having this museum in our city you know as i mentioned earlier uh, it's even in the bio of the museum's instagram that this museum is the only museum in the world like this. There should be more of these. There should be more museums. And the fact that this museum is in Kansas City just goes to show how important the monarchs were. And you know, we this museum is at our fingertips. And you know, the fact that it took me nearly 28 years to, to go visit, you know, I'm so happy I finally was able to experience it and to continue to go back. You know, there's so much information that is in this museum. You know, it's something that every time you go, you probably will learn something new and take away new and exciting information, especially being a baseball fan and being from Kansas City. It's always great to learn more. I think it's important to learn more about our city's history so that we can continue to better ourselves and continue to move forward and move in the right direction. Uh, one thing I've always been really infatuated with is Kansas City references in pop culture. Even prior to starting my Instagram, it's something that I always get very excited about. And I think a lot of people with 
you know, home pride and Kansas City pride would would feel the same in a movie that I vividly remember watching as a kid and was a house favorite with my siblings and I as The Sandlot. And I always remember the character Kenny who wore a you know white hat with red lettering that said KC. And I always thought it was so cool, but as a kid I never understood, you know, the importance of what that hat was and that he was wearing a monarch's hat. And again, I was I was always so excited to see the hat and oh Kansas City and maybe he's from Kansas City. And as an adult going back and watching that movie and understanding the symbolism of the character Kenny wearing wearing a monarch's hat just makes that movie even more special and it's it will always it will always be a favorite movie to me, but just knowing that extra detail really, really makes it so much sweeter. And of course, a big part of this museum talks about the racism and how black baseball players were treated. And I want to read a quote from uh, just again one of the many things that, that this museum talks about. A uh, quote is by Bill Nancy from the New York Black Yankees. There was no place between Chicago and St. Louis where we could stop and eat unless we stopped in a place where they had a color settlement. From St. Louis to Kansas City, same thing. So many times we would ride all night and not have anything to eat because they wouldn't feed you. And this museum does a great job of explaining the color divide in baseball and has so much to teach us through all the information and exhibits on display. And another thing that I really loved about the museum are all the artifacts that they have on display. There's an area with lockers, if you will, uh, players' cubbies that um, have a glass shield, but in them are original and vintage players' jerseys. And learning that the original attire that baseball players and the Negroly wore were made out of wool is kind of mind-boggling because when you when you think of baseball, you think of springtime and summer and some of the hottest days of the year, of course, baseball isn't going to be played in winter. Sometimes, I guess, the playoffs in October can get a little chilly, but for the most part, baseball is played during the hottest time of year. And to see that players wore these heavy, thick wool uniforms is, is funny and just, you know, another cool fact to to learn being a fan of the game and you know, not really knowing that before. And there's also a very large case of autographed baseballs, which I learned were donated to the museum in 2008 by Getty Lee, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Sorry if that's wrong. Um, he was an avid baseball fan and he donated nearly, uh, I believe, 200 autographed baseballs to the museum and the signatures on these baseballs are some of the biggest known players in the league and of the time and there's just so much to learn and so much to take away from your visit there like I said earlier truly you could you could go to this museum and every time you go learn something new and take away something new because there's just so much to see and it's not that big of a museum it's a relatively it's a good size it's not too big easily done 
in about an hour, hour and a half, but there really is so much information and, you know, videos and footage and preserved artifacts. There's so much to look for. And as a baseball fan, it's really, really cool to learn about the Monarchs and just how they really changed the game and what they meant to, to Kansas City. One of the coolest parts about the museum and probably one of the most iconic uh, in terms of photos or what is most uh, easily recognizable is the Field of Legends, which is a field within the museum that visitors can walk onto and go up to these life-size bronze statues of some of the most historic players in the Negro League. You know, there I believe there's 12 uh, players or members uh, of the league on the field. It is such a cool, you know, interactive experience to see each of these players, you know, on the part of the field that they uh, were known for. So one of um, the uh, most famous Negro League player, Satchel Page, who played for the Monarchs, is is on the mound uh, as a pitcher. And it's just so cool to see that. And again, I think it's just another great aspect about this museum and to really get to walk on there and go up to these statues and look at them and see them each in their position and posing the roles that they were on on the field is really something special. And it was overall such a great experience. Um, I'm really so happy that that I was able able to go and to celebrate February being Black History Month, the Royals and Royals Charities are actually covering the admission fee into the Negro League Baseball Museum for the entire month of February. And I just think that's really special and another way to show how important this museum is not only to our city, but to the game as a whole and to preserve all of this history the museum offers and how important it is to baseball and baseball fans. There's a video when you walk in of famous people from all over the world who have visited this museum and how important it is to them. As I've mentioned, being from Kansas City, I really didn't grow up feeling like I appreciate the city and how much history there is here. And being able to cross this off my bucket list was really eye-opening to how much I have to learn and and how no matter at what age, there's always still more to learn and to absorb and help us continue the legacy our city has. And I really encourage anyone to go visit this museum especially if you haven't visited, I I cannot encourage it enough. And even if you have been, go back because I promise there is something in that museum that maybe you missed the first time or information you, you didn't quite get uh, during your first visit. Especially, as I just said, um, you know, the month of February admission is free. So you still have time before the end of the month and go explore Antith and Vine and, and that in itself, I mean, that should be a whole other episode of the history evolved around around 18th and Vine and you know the Jazz District and how much that has impacted the city and the country as a whole as well. But I really do encourage 
everyone to go visit this museum and especially with chilly weather it's the perfect time to go do an indoor activity and stay warm and go visit this museum so I am happy to have crossed this off my long Kansas City bucket list and I am already looking forward to my next visit there. So I hope everyone uh, enjoyed the first segment of What's the TKC? And I look forward to continuing to share all of my new experiences. So it can be anything from new restaurants I'm trying. I do have a list of restaurants I've tried in the last couple of weeks that will be coming up soon and I'm excited to share with you guys some really great restaurants that are new to Kansas City that I highly encourage everyone to go visit and try as well. So I'm really excited to have this segment to share with everyone. You know, the new things coming to Kansas City, I think a lot of people are always looking for new things to explore, especially with the Instagram I found people are always looking for suggestions and I think have that same itch that I do with wanting to not get stuck in a rut and I think with more and more things popping up in Kansas City people are continuously learning how much the city has to offer in all different parts of the city you know it's not just all downtown it's not just all the crossroads uh the city has so much to offer and one thing I love doing is exploring it and learning more about it and especially after visiting the Negro League Museum that kind of gave me the itch to continue to explore Kansas City history. I love seeing references of Kansas City in pop culture and with Prohibition and there's so much there there's so much to uncover and this has just made me really excited to continue my exploration and my journey of learning more about the city. And I'm so excited to share with all of you and everyone listening. And I always love suggestions. So if you have anywhere that you think that I should go or any places that are your favorite or experiences that you think are unique to Kansas City, I would love for you to share them. You know, you can always DM me and reach out to me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. You can also always email me at uh, Casey by Sari at gmail.com. I'm always looking for suggestions and, you know, never approach things as if I already know it all. I obviously don't despite being from here. So yeah, if there is anywhere that you guys recommend that I visit or even places that you are wanting to know about wanting reviews of I would love to hear those too again I'm always looking for for places to try and to fit into my schedule and just enjoy this city so I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time Casey Confidential Casey's Confidential, yeah, ooh, Kansas City's best, ooh, Casey Confidential, Casey's Confidential.